Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Trent Young. I'm here with Alan Small, and we do this podcast every week because we want you to be able to endure. Not only you, but we want your church to do well as well. And so today, Alan, we're going to be talking about churches. And, uh, you know, I've heard pretty much every church that I've ever gone and visited with or been at, they all say... We are a really friendly church. And so I I wonder, because as they say that, I've not experienced that all of them are really friendly. What are your thoughts, man? (laughs) Well, I think if you tell people you're a friendly church, you've already set a pretty high bar. You better live up to it because people will (laughs) certainly be quick to tell you if you don't. And so most churches uh, that I've heard talk about how friendly they are, they're usually the first ones that people point at to say they're not very friendly. So be careful. Be careful when you say that you're a friendly church. Yeah, I think you're right. And and so and we want, I guess that's kind of, we, we want our church to be friendly, right? And we, because they're friendly to us, you know, when we're a part of that church, um, you know, and our friends are friendly to us, but they've known us for a long time. But but have you ever been on the side where you're a, a new person walking into that church? And is it really friendly? So today we kind of want to break it into two different groups. We want to talk about the people, the people part of friendliness. And then we want to talk about the place part of friendliness. And both of these kind of figure into a church being actually friendly. And so Alan, start us off, man. Yeah, I think the first thing that that people think they're a friendly church, because when you go to church and you look around, you see all these people that you know, and you love them so much, and you're so grateful to see them every week, and you think, we're so friendly because we're one big happy family. And that's great. That's great for the people who are there, but it's not very friendly for guests sometimes when they come in and feel like they're the outsider to that big, great, big family. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I, I think that you and I, Alan, we both can share some stories, kind of horror stories about um, visiting churches and and then nobody talking to you. And, and uh, it's like, gosh, yeah, but all everybody else is loving on each other and like, that's wonderful. But as a new person walking in the door, does that extend to them? And I, I've seen where, you know, everybody else is having a great time. They're talking, they're loving each other, they're laughing. But to that guest, it doesn't seem to extend to that person. Yeah, and that can be a real problem um, when you think you're friendly because everyone's talking and then the new person comes and no one talks to them. Guess what they're going to go do? They're going to go go home. They're going to go on Google and say, this church said they were really friendly and no one said hi to me. Mm-hmm. And the people are going to say, you're going to say you're friendly and people are going to say, but this is an unfriendly church, so I'm not going to visit that church. And it happens all the time. So you, you need to be aware and, and train and equip your people that friendliness goes beyond the people you already know. Yeah. And, you, and you know, I, I think people just don't think about that they, because they are enjoying their church family and they're, they're just, it's not that they mean to be mean or unwelcoming. It's just that they don't, they're caught up in their stuff. They're caught up in their friends, their kids, 
what's happening in Sunday school and the activities that they're planning in their church, and they just don't see the people that are visiting for the first time. And uh, so I, I, this is a huge deal. And, and I think churches need to be actively, as you said, Alan, training up people, greeters especially, but the rest of the church as a whole on how to welcome a guest. Very important. So uh, other churches, Trent, like to have a welcoming time. And you and I have talked about this a few times, uh, according to the research that uh, Tom Rayner had done. It is the single most hated time by guests that a church can have is that greeting time where you have people get up and greet one another. And so the question, you know, we have, is that, is that really a good time? Because here's what happens. Either someone gets overly greeted and they feel like, well, the pastor told everyone to greet me. They didn't do it because they wanted to. It's because they were told to, or no one goes over and greets them and they feel worse that they don't even greet me when someone told them to greet me. So you can't win. (laughs) It is a lose it is not a situation that at all you can win. You will lose that battle every time. And so it makes the guests feel like they've been pointed out. It makes puts them on the spot. And then you can't win the relationship from that point on. And that's so hard, Alan. I mean, from the pastor standpoint, uh, you and I both have been in that situation. We're trying to figure out how to get our people to greet those new guests. Um, but it's first of all, it's like herding cats after that, right? To get them back into, and you lose a lot of your time. And some of that time usually comes out of the sermon. Um, and so it's, it's kind of tough. And in your folks, they're like, well, how come we don't get to greet each other anymore? Um, it's like, well, gosh, you've got all the time before church and Sunday school and all that and time afterwards. Uh, and so you're right. It, it's tough. And, and people are, they don't want to be pointed out. <laughs> Tell Alan, what were some of the things that used to happen when it came to greeting people? Oh, man. I, I actually was in a church not long ago where they, they actually introduced all the guests and pointed them out by name in the church. And I thought, man, that's really old school. And that's not good school. Dude, yeah. please, please <laughs> do not have all the guests stand up and share who they are and where, and where they're from. But uh, man, that used to be be something we did. Now, now Trey, you had a pretty funny one about a, about a rose on your on your lapel. Yeah, <laughs> when I went to visit my the church where my grandparents used to go to years ago, and that you know they would make a big point of acknowledging all the guests, and they give you a card for you to fill out, and then it had one of those little sticky roses on it. You were supposed to stick it on your on your lapel or on your shirt, so everybody knew. If you're wearing one of those roses, oh, go greet them, <laughs> you know? It's like, man, these days, I don't think you can get somebody to put that on their shirt for no Yeah, other. they associate that with the mark of the beast. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't recommend that, you know? But, man, we oh, used gosh. to, you know, having guests stand up, you know, yeah. or, or having the church stand up. And if we thought it was so much more friendly, have the church stand up while all the guests remain seated. You know, and I remember all the guests, I, I, I always scratched my head. All the guests would always stand up too, because they didn't want to be, they didn't want to be yeah. pointed out. So right. yeah, we used to do all kinds of, all kinds of crazy stuff. I even remember the debate. Do you call them visitors or do you call them guests? Because guests was so much more friendly than the word visitor. And so <laughs> we started having guest teams and not visitor teams, you know, all kinds of stuff. 
And none of that stuff on its own makes a church friendly or unfriendly. This is just we're again we're we're not dealing with the real issue when we're talking about some of those things that that we used to do. We're trying to find a solution to make people feel welcome, and, and in the process, probably making people feel uh, un, unwelcome. So we get, went away from all that stuff to form. Now we have greeting teams in, in, in a great number of churches. Well, and, and those are great. Uh, again, we're trying to find ways, and we're not trying to make you feel bad if you if you have these situations in your church. But um, greeting teams are wonderful if they actually do their job. And, uh, you know, I've, I've experienced both sides of that. Probably, Alan, you have too, uh, where, you know, you've seen people that are supposed to have greeters and, and uh, are, are even have a welcome center and all that stuff. But, you know, they're not, they're talking to each other, but they're ignoring that guest coming in, right? Right. Yeah, I, in fact, had a secret shopper come in one time. I didn't know it was a secret shopper, but it was someone who had come in that that um, someone in my church had uh, taken me up on an assignment to find a secret shopper. And that person came in, and I greeted them um, at when that, right before they got to our auditorium. But they were actually about to turn around and leave and really give us a scathing review because they'd walk, walked by four of my greeters who were supposed to be greeting them, who were committing that cardinal sin um, of greeters and talking to the people that, that they hadn't seen and having conversations with the people that they already knew. And yes, we're walking by and not being interacted with. And, and so here we've got people who are identified as greeters, not greeting guests. And that, honestly, if you're going to have a greeting team, that is inexcusable. I mean, that, that will, again, that's like, well, this is their job to be friendly, and they're not friendly, and you've already put a sour taste in someone's mouth about what your church is and what your church represents. So make sure, if you're going to have a greeting team, you need to train them and make sure that you've got people who are going to do their job. Well, and I want to add to this, because there are people who are doing it well, you know, it's easy to to pick on folks that maybe, and we've we've been part of the teams that weren't doing it well. But I have to tell you, there's we went to a church in downtown Kansas City one time, and their church did this so well. Uh, they have people in the parking lot, and the guy, hey, he asked, "Hey, is this your first time here? Can I help you find the door where you need to go into?" Was and then at the door, there were other people and they introduced themselves and said, hey, we want to welcome you in. And they pointed us in the right direction and asked us if we'd like any more information. And there were like four steps, four groups of greeters along the way. And all of them knew exactly what to do. And we felt very welcome. So there are good ways to do this. Absolutely. You can also have greeters, like especially if people have kids. You train them to walk people to the kids' area. You walk with them, get them, get them there, and then they come back and do the same for someone else who needs it. You know, don't just tell people, well, go down, turn left, you know, make sure they know. Right. Um, but there's a lot of little things that you can do. But if you're going to have a greeting team, train them and do it right and, and do it well. Make sure you get the right kind of people in there. They don't, they don't have to be extroverted. 
they just have a have to have that right heart that says they want to do this and they want that they can actually follow guidelines and the rules is who i want doing it you know do it the way we train you and we want you to do it's kind of like a chick-fil-a if someone wants to say you're welcome they're not going to last at chick-fil-a they got to say my pleasure and they got to do it that way there's no if ands or buts and the same is true with your greeting team they got to do it the way that you set it up and the way that you want it to be done now we've talked about the people as a whole trend but there yeah. is someone in the church who sets the tone um and yeah, if that person is not setting the tone we're gonna have a problem you're absolutely right alan and that has to be us as lead pastors we need to be the guy who's also going out of our way to welcome people we we not only have to do this but we also train our people you know, we have the opportunity to train our folks during Sunday mornings, during our sermon time. We can take a little bit of time and, and train our folks and talk about, hey, how important this is, um, how we want people to feel welcome and how to do these things. But then can a guest, um, can they talk to you as a pastor? Do you have time for them? Um, are you so caught up in visiting with the people you know that you don't? acknowledge maybe a guest that's there yeah i remember telling my my last church up front that i was going to offend some of them because my priority was going to be when a guest came that they got the focus of my attention and i warned them about that up front because i believe that that was my role and if we're going to have a growing church that that's just how it had to be that i would put a, a, a huge chunk of my emphasis whenever someone was new in our church because they they deserved that and so at my accessibility is important. You know, Trent, I used to try to get in the, in the room, shake, shake hands, stop by, say hi to people. If I saw someone new, definitely make my way over there. And over time, I began to have people come to me and say, hey, Alan, hey, good to see you. Did you catch that new, the new family that's over there on the other side? You know, basically them saying, you don't have to greet us right now. Go do what you know. You, we, we know you need to go do that. You go do that. I've already in, introduced myself to them. That made me feel good when people were doing yeah. that. That meant that they were catching that vision uh, and, and accepting that tone that we were, were trying to set. And that, that is hugely important. Now, I like meeting new people. That's, that's kind of a fun thing for me. I know not every pastor is that way. But it is important, you know, to get to the mm-hmm. back of the auditorium, see people as they're coming out, you know, when they're telling you good sermon, you know, tell them they're kind and they're gracious and whatever. And when someone someone new comes by, look them in the eye, shake their hand, thank them for being there. Do those little things to be accessible to those people who have given their time and potentially are going to give their lives to Christ because they came to your mm-hmm. church. And so give them the honor and respect they deserve for taking the time to come to your church to seek to know Christ. Yeah, I think that is so important. You know, and I what I loved was when I had people in my church that would, like you said, already have introduced themselves to a new guest and gotten to visit with them a little bit. But then they come grab me and, and take me and introduce me to them. And, you know, it's like, hey, I'm an old friend now, and I'm going to introduce my pastor to you, you know. And so, uh, to me, that was great. And then that kind of leads to the one of the last things that dealing with people, the people part of friendliness is, 
Is there someone who would invite a guest to sit with them? You know, being at the back of the church, maybe somebody who's been in Sunday school or visited some or just coming in and invite them to sit with you. Alan, have you experienced that? Oh, that's that's the coolest part. When that when that happens, man. <laughs> you know, I I, t- I would tell my church, you never know when a guest comes into our church, it might be your new best friend. And and if so, you meet someone, it could be your new best friend. You know, they they may be your new mentor. They may be someone that, that you're going to mentor yourself. All kinds of things can happen when you take that chance to go meet meet someone. I remember there was a couple in a, a church when we moved to Colorado as church planters. We did not know their story. They had recently lost a son in a tragic accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were trying to recover from that, but we were new to town. They took us out to lunch and took the time to get to know us, ultimately became part of our church and served on our leadership team. And they, they were so welcoming and inviting to us. We could not have ever asked for a better first encounter with, with a family that became good friends. And so we were, we were very grateful for them, and you want to be that kind of person. I just observed that we had a, a young co- a couple of college students um, who were at the college here in town. They didn't have a car. An older couple in the church offered to go pick them up, brought them to church. Yesterday, they brought seven friends to church with them. Wow, that's awesome! That and just just making that effort, that couple making that effort, it just blossomed. That's so good. I love that. Well, and you know, so put yourself in the in the shoes of that person who's coming in as a as a visitor to your church. It's a little bit nerve wracking, right? And and so you walk into this place you've never been before, um, and you don't know people, and you don't know where to sit because you're afraid that you're going to sit in the wrong place, and you certainly don't want to sit up front. You want to sit toward the back so you can have an easy escape. Uh, but, you know, I, and, you know, I had, I had recently, I had someone point out to me, we had walked into the church and they said, Hey, you might not want to sit right there. Um, come over here to this other side, sit by us because they said, so-and-so sits right there. And they they always sit there, you know? So I appreciated that person. <laughs> they kind of kept me from being embarrassed. Right. Yeah, yes. I don't recommend assigned seating in churches, but sometimes it's yeah. unspoken an unspoken rule. Um, again, train uh, your people through that. <laughs> yes, yeah. Walk, walk them through and say, be gracious. If somebody's sitting where you usually sit, no big deal. Try someplace new. But I went to a church one time, Alan, I got to throw this in, that I walked in and there's all these shawls across the backs of the pews. And it's like they were there every Sunday, and because so and so put their shawl there, and they never moved. It's like, can you imagine as the new person yeah. walking in there? It's like, oh my gosh, where do I sit? Yeah, yeah, the assigned seating without it really being assigned, but it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> you know that's true, and that brings us to the place because we want to talk to. But we talked about the people. Let's talk about the place, Trent, because there are things that we can do in our church that that say we're inviting, but we're not inviting. And we want to, we're going to start by talking about the foyer, but you and I were both sharing some examples 
of basically guests coming into a church and they're not being a place to welcome or greet or anything and walking into a Sunday school class that's still meeting five, ten minutes before the service starts. And if you're the guest, you've probably at that point in time made the decision you're not coming back. And I know we've got a lot of small churches that don't have a lot of space. I get all that kind of stuff. But Trent, you've got to have a four-year situation or some kind of situation that gives guests an entry point that says you're welcome here. Right. Yeah, I've walked into a, a church where the foyer had no windows into the sanctuary, first of all. So you don't know what you're walking into. But like you said, a, a group is having Sunday school in there and they they go too long. You know, they should have started early and, and left a little bit of time for guests to come in and not be embarrassed because a guest, boy, walking in and not knowing what you're walking into, they're embarrassed. They're like, man, I'll never come back here again. Or at least have somebody there stationed at the back of the church or in the foyer that welcomes people and says, hey, hang on for just a little bit. They're almost done. And then I'll, I'll take you in with me and introduce you. You know, something to, right. to help people not have that embarrassment factor. Yeah, and I've been in some churches that really don't have a foyer, and you walk right in. And I would say mm-hmm. to those churches, if they were would listen and ask, end your Sunday school class 30 minutes before your service starts. So you have time. Because people, some people are going to come about 15 minutes early. So you've got to have at least that amount of time to do that. But you want to make sure that you give yourself enough time so that when a guest comes in, if they're coming to a small church that doesn't have a whole lot of space and is a small building, they're not expecting you to be the mega church. You don't have to be the mega church with all the resources. But you do need to look like you planned for them to come and that you had made preparation for them to come and that you're glad they're there. And when you're having a class that's, and someone walks in on it, they feel, I've interrupted something. I am obviously didn't know everything about this place. I'm not welcome here. And mm-hmm. that is a closed door. So if you have a foyer, make sure there's a way that your foyer is a welcoming space. If you're building or you're thinking about your space, there's actually a rule of thumb out there today, Trent, about the foyer, that it should somehow maybe be about the same size as the sanctuary, if not bigger. Yeah, foyers are, are an important part of your building setup if you are looking toward that. But if you're not in the mode of building, if you're kind of stuck with what you've got, don't feel like your building has to constrain your welcoming space. Um, you can have people, I had a guy that was so good, especially if it was raining or something like that, he would always be out there with an umbrella looking for people and he would run out to them and help them get in and stay dry, you know, and that was so special to those people. And he would not only do that for guests, but he would do that for everyone, you know, especially moms trying to get their kids in or elderly ladies, you know, and that, that says a lot. And so don't feel like your building is the edge of your welcoming zone. You can go beyond that. But if you do have a greeting area, you know, and you've got a lot of space, and I've got some churches that have done a great job with their space um, in this way, you know, but it's the place, you know, think of it like this. I think this is how we say it. You know, the place um, where you do life needs to be as big as the place where you talk about life. And I think that that is just an important feature. So, you know, a lot of churches are, are really recognizing that, 
today, you know, people want to gather, people want to get together in smaller segments. So you can have tables, you can have, you know, it started with churches doing things like coffee shops and this and that. It wasn't the coffee shop. It was that there was a place where people could talk about life and do life um, within their church that was smaller and more intimate than the large gathering area. And I think that when you are, your greeting area is incorporated with that, it encourages conversation. It allows for people to come in and say, hey, sit, sit down. Let me talk to you and get to know you a little bit. There are just ways to do that. Now, you can make your auditorium a place where both of those things happen. It, if you don't have a, a large greeting area, then make, make your auditorium that place. That's why you want to have enough time for that to take place in, in your auditorium. So, so give yourself the time to do that. But people need to know that there's a place to talk about life. They're going to hear a sermon, but can mm-hmm. they talk about it? Can they talk about what God's doing? Can they, can, can they do that? And that's, that's what we're talking about when the greeting area needs to be about as big as your sanctuary, whether that is the sanctuary or it's outside the sanctuary. Find a way to make that work. Yeah, you want to have a, a, a comfortable area to visit. Um, and and that may mean that you take out a, that last pew so that you have a little more space in the back. People can stand around and visit a little bit more, take out that last row of chairs. Um, you know, and you want your people to move up to the front anyway, um, leave those back areas open for guests anyway. Uh, so kind of keep that in mind. But Alan, I want us to, to think of outside the building for just a minute. Um, you know, we mentioned that we don't, our building doesn't constrain our whole greeting area, but what about the, the way beyond? I mean, at the edge of your property, how does that look and is it welcoming? Yeah, people will oftentimes decide if you're a welcoming church, a friendly church, before they ever um, get to the building. You know, so if you, they turn in and, and things are unkept or uncared for, they've decided you're not a very caring church because you don't care for your property. And so they'll make judgments about you based on what they see. And sometimes churches are just hard to find, you know, location, location, location. Not every church has a great location, but, but it's what, what are you doing with your location? We've got a little country church that that's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's near a school, but it's off a major highway, not necessarily easy to get to, but they're knocking it out of the park. They've cleared off the land. They've made their land look a whole lot more, appealing there's no junk around it they've put some banners out front that are highly visible you know there's something there and there's a church there Mm -hmm. now you can actually kind of see it when you couldn't it was overgrown and you couldn't see things and now when people drive by they see these banners and on sunday they see a whole lot more cars than they used to see and it says man something good is happening here i want to go check this out and I think that that's important. And they've got a pretty long drive in. And so I think it's, it's just been essential. That's been a, a very big thing, that, that little drive up into their, their facility. Yeah, it's, you've got to think about those things, you know. And, and if you do have a long drive, well, then landscape the whole drive. Make sure and mow the whole drive, you know, and put those signs out and show people Hey, if you're a guest, we want you to park right here. This is where the front door is. Our church um, in Oklahoma, gosh, we had so many doors. People didn't know what door to go into. So it was hard to decide as a guest, where should I go? I'm not sure which building to go to. 
Yeah, is it behind door number one or yeah. door number two or yeah. door number three? And sometimes there are some people, if it's not behind door number one, they're they're turning around and going home out of frustration. Yeah. So right. you do want to have good signage. Signage is a big part of of that that initial greeting. If you're if your entryway is not super clear to someone who's never been there, um, you need you need to make it clear. So. So do that. You know, now we want to come back in. We we do want to talk about having a welcome station. We talked about greeters in the first in the first half of it. Let's talk about mm-hmm. having a welcome station because I do think they add add to the ability for you to have a good greeting type ministry. Well, yeah, and I I've been at churches, Alan, where their greeting station was just an area. It was not like they had some counter or something like that. It was a station, it was just an area of the foyer where the everybody came to and they would be given out things. And it was a great place for folks to be able to hand out information about the church. Um, and so the staff would hang out there before the church service and they would help the greeters and just, you know, make it a, a great time to get to know people and very, you know, easy time. And so I think this is an important place. You need to somehow designate that place. Yeah, I've got some churches that just blow this one away. I've got some incredible welcome stations um, that are going on. They're not all big. Um, and a lot of them have gone ahead and gone with a counter uh, just because they can put welcome on it. And it lets guests know, stop by here. We'll help you. You know, whatever questions you've got. And then keep someone there who can answer their questions. But um, I've got I've got some amazing things. I'm jealous of the some of the ideas that I've seen. I'm like, man, why, I wish I'd seen that idea a long time ago or or whatever. But but they've got some some great stuff. And so if you're training your greeters and you get them all equipped and you've got everything right there, you've also got a place to to get information from guests, to interact with guests, and answer their questions. And that, mm-hmm. that can be a huge, a huge matter. You know, they're going to come in with their kids. Well, do you guys have a children's church? Some churches do. Some churches don't. They just, they, at least they know. You know, they don't yeah. wait. And then, oh, my kid's crying. You know, you can say, we don't have children's church, but we want you to know. We don't care if your baby cries. We, yeah. we love that sound. In fact, that's the sound we love to hear in, in our church. Mm-hmm. And so they, they just make you feel better about, about those things. Or you can say, yeah, we have a great children's church program, a great nursery. Can I show you where they're at? You know, all those kinds of things that, that you can do because you've got a place where the guests can find easily um, and get the information that they need to know. Right. And things like bathrooms, um, make it easy to find restrooms and stuff like that. You know, and all those little things that if you've been in your church for a long time, you kind of take for granted because you know where they are. But for a new person, they may not be, you know, easy to see, you know, and there's no signs that tell you where those things are. So you need to think through that. And and so, Alan, that, you know, you think about that greeting area, that greeting space, your foyer that place where you walk in, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, one thing that I've seen that churches sometimes forget to do is to clean that up. Make your, your foyer not a place to store all your old Sunday school literature. Um, doesn't need to be where all the books and the library is at. Um, not a ton of chairs. Uh, what are the things to come to my ear, mind, Ellen, when you think about your foyer? 
Well, I, I, I think, you know, people's water bottles and all the other kind of stuff that people just kind of haphazardly leave around. Make sure you got good trash cans and stuff in there, too, so that people people can get rid of that stuff. I think it was Disney, you know, how the rules about how close trash cans had to be to, to you know, to every situation. But I, I do think it's important to have trash cans. That was one of the first things I bought in our, in our four-year in Colorado was was some trash cans to put in different places because I wanted wanted to have places to get trash. Because, you know, a water bottle sitting on a table that no one else is at that table, it looks tacky, it, just like it does on your stage. You know, if the worship team, if they're going to have water bottles up there, they need to take them down with them. You know, you don't want to have a jumped-up mm-hmm. stage, stage either. And so you want, it, you want things to look like, again, you've prepared for company. You know, so, you know, if you're like me, Rochelle will tell me different things. Like if we're taking food somewhere, she'll say, remember, you're you're driving like we're going to church potluck today. You know, so in other words, take the turn slow and do all those things. You know, and if we've got someone coming over for dinner, she'll say, we need to clean today because someone's coming over. And I mean, that that means check the details. And mm-hmm. that, that's what her way of saying to big picture Alan, you know, there's a table and four chairs. <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have I checked? Have I checked everything else? Right. Well, and, and things we don't necessarily think about, but your the details are things like in the bathrooms. Hey, is there toilet paper in the bathrooms? Uh, towels, dry your hands, um, all kinds of those things. You know, you just, you need to have somebody in your church that that's their ministry to go around before a church starts and make sure those things are taken care of. Cause that's just as much a part of greeting as anything else. It is. And that's part of being, being a friendly, a friendly church. Can I tell you, Trent, my first church, the first business meeting, we had a long conversation about whether or not we could spend more money each month on toilet paper because we were running through what we had. And I remember thinking, I'm never having another church business meeting where we have to vote on toilet paper. That should be a given. And uh, we ultimately worked to get that church on a budget so we didn't have to talk about toilet paper at a business meeting. Uh, So, you know, little things like that. We, We should not have to do things that we have to vote on to be a friendly and welcoming church. Those things should always be a given. And that's kind of where we wanted to have this conversation today because every church thinks they're friendly. Every third church thinks they're this way. And I can tell you from experience that not every church is friendly and not every church is, is very welcoming at times. And we want you to be that way. And pastor, you set the tone. So if you're a pastor today and listening, it really begins with you. Are you, are you setting that tone for your church? And if you lead your church to be friendlier, they're going to they're gonna follow that cue, I believe. Yeah, and remember today we talked about the people and the place, and you, so kind of keep your thoughts about both of those. Are your people friendly to guests, not just each other? Is your place something that is welcoming as well? And, and walk around with fresh eyes or invite someone like a secret shopper to tell you and give you their thoughts about it or um, you know, bring in somebody who's a minister at another church and do a facilities assessment. We can do that kind of thing for you as well. Uh, But we do this and we want to have these conversations because we want your church to do well. And that means being welcoming, actually welcoming to guests. And so I want you to think through that as you uh, plan your services, 
and you have your your times and not just a welcoming time and please don't point out the guests <laughs> so we appreciate you taking a little bit of time today we we won't point you out but we want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and if you have some suggestions we'd love to hear from you um, send us some some suggestions of uh, new topics or maybe we missed one an idea on this topic you can always connect with us on this as well so thank you again for being part of the enduring churches podcast today and we hope you'll join us next week 